Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. I got the red-eyed unemployed workers' desperation Why does a wealthy country like Australia allow its unemployed workers to struggle in poverty without trying to create jobs? You may well ask. Unemployed Workers Fight Back is the Australian Unemployed Workers Union program, part of the SUA program on every second Friday of the month, 5.30pm on 3CR Community Radio. Our social security system is being defunded, privatised and dismantled and the poor and vulnerable are being criminalised and trampled upon. The Australian Unemployed Workers' Union is focused on helping unemployed and underemployed workers deal effectively with the job agencies, empowering them to fight back for their rights. Remember, Unemployed Workers Fight Back every second Friday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR Community Radio. Oh, Arts Express is blowing its whistle at the 3CR station. Arts Express. Power to the people. So all aboard for a journey with Valerie Fafala and Trish Posterino into alternative theatre, cabaret, festivals, comedy and arts activism and plenty of great music, Trish. Oh, yeah, that's the ticket. Join us to mark 100 years since the serenading of Adela Pankhurst, imprisoned at Pentridge for her anti-war activities. Serenading Adela, a street opera, recreates the summer night when hundreds of supporters sang socialist songs and cooeyed over the prison walls. Come along to Pentridge on Sunday the 7th of January or catch our December preview. It's all free. For details, search Serenading Adela or email serenadingadela at gmail.com. A 3CR supporter. Good morning, you're with Valerie Fafala and Trish Posterino on Arts Express, 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am, digital, podcast and streaming live from 3cr.org.au and available online later today. Our guest today is Jeannie Marsh, Artistic Director of the Community Street Opera Serenading Adela to mark the 1917 serenading of anti-war activist Adela Pankhurst at Pentridge Jail. Welcome Jeannie and Trish of course. Thank Good you. morning, everyone. Hello. So um, this is very exciting, um, serenading Adela, and um, I think it's um, it's due in January, isn't it? Yes. So the seventh of January. That's the uh, exactly a hundred years. So we're going to be recreating that moment on the seventh of January, nineteen eighteen. Um, so it was a hot summer night in Coburg and uh, uh, all the activist friends of, um, of Adela Pankhurst who'd been fighting so hard for the uh, anti-conscription campaign um, uh, in, in that time during the middle of World War I when Billy Hughes tried to introduce conscription into right. Australia. It was such a, a hot potato, wasn't it? Huge. I huge, mean, we had huge. a lot of Irish um, people that were sort of kicking up, but, but we also had mm. 
the rest of the population, they were didn't want to be losing their their sons at that time. Well, they'd already um, lost, you mm. know, thousands of uh, Australian young men. Uh, so, and and uh, from the um, the British point of view, that that meant that they were they were needing more people. They weren't getting enough people signing up for the war to to provide enough cannon fodder. So they asked um, their colonies to mm. to um, introduce the the draft, and um, and Billy Hughes, the prime minister at the time, was a great uh, chum of England and and was totally gung ho for this. Um, but he had to um, through the uh, technicalities of the time and po- politics of the time uh, do it via a plebiscite and um, put it to the people, and so and that led to this huge campaigning. Um, Twice in 1916 and 1917. So, uh, in the 1917 uh, vote, Australia voted no, mm. um, and Billy Hughes refused to accept that and <laughs> had another um, vote. And Australia again voted no. And it's historic. This is the only um, country at that time um, anywhere in the world that first of all put it to the people, and then the people voted it down. So very progressive um, wow. move from Australians. Con- considering what we've gone through in the last postal survey, well, it seems bizarre, isn't it? You it's, know? it's interesting because uh, in that side, uh, at that time, the uh, the progressive vote was definitely uh, the, the no side and mm. the conservatives were on the, uh, the, the yes side and we've just come through something where it's the opposite. Yes. Um, but it really, it's it, it's got similarities on one way that it, it's just such a contentious issue and uh, people feeling very, very strongly about it because people at that time in Australia, you know, they did see themselves um, as part, very much part of the British Empire and mm. that it was our duty. You know, England had called and, um, and the propaganda about the Kaiser marching through Europe um, uh, was, was very, very strong. And uh, so there was a really uh, huge um, moral dilemma mm. going on. Um, but then, as you mentioned, the, the Catholic, the Irish Catholic community here, um, led by Daniel Mannix, um, there was that that coincided with the whole uh, the outrage about the Easter uprising, and um, there wasn't a love of uh, England amidst the Irish Catholic population here necessarily. So, um, so they were very resistant to fighting, um, and they'd lost family members. Oh yeah, well at that time, I mean, we've been looking at because yeah, we're now you know recreating that time and working out well what percentage of the women should we be dressing in black. Mm. And we've we've gone for you know quite a high percentage because there were so many widows, mm. and this is for you know children going off to 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 war because they would lie about their age yeah. to get in. So, mm. um, but anyway, so that's the uh, some sort of uh, background to to. Um, why we're doing this thing because it's uh, with the anniversary of ANZAC a massive amount of attention has gone to the military side of uh, and the heroic um, activities and and that is of course part of Australia's history and we need to honour that but also so not only ANZAC but also is the phrase that uh, progressive historians are using here. Um, a huge campaign against the war, against conscription and calling for peace. 
Um, so that was going on. And we're talking about, you know, 40,000 people, 50,000 people. In this marching. relatively small population, well, wasn't yes. it? Well, no, but I'm talking about the, the, um, the marches down, the, mm. down Swanson Street and yes. huge rallies. Yes. Tens of thousands. Of people. It's a big thing in A Melbourne. big representative oh, of, yeah. of the people considering the population well, of right. Australia. that's right. I mean, it's big uh, in, in 2017 to mm. get 40,000 people exactly. out to a rally. Mm. And they were doing it without social media, you know, <laughs> um, and with a much smaller population. And then initially, about 50 people understood to be socialists yes. and the majority of them women. Now, even that yeah. is, just shows you uh, how progressive um, Melbourne was at that time with all of those women. Remember, they were in their aprons. And mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's pretty good, isn't it? Well, that's yeah. right. And now that we've been going, you know, we've all made our own costumes and uh, got it happening and that just putting you back in that time, this is before. I mean, women, they did have the vote then. Yeah. Australia had been yeah. leading the way there. But really, you know, had none of the other rights that women take for granted now. And they were getting out that door and campaigning, I mean, they used to chalk slogans on the streets and um, and a lot of it, uh, the campaigning was through singing. So that's why we have uh, we saw initially, so Nancy Atkin and the other members of the um, Brunswick-Coburg anti-conscription commemoration uh, campaign, yeah. um, which is a hard thing to remember, Mouthful. but that's it, <laughs> um, which is called BCAC. Um, <laughs> Why we saw that this was a wonderful opportunity to put the focus on this extraordinary campaign um, through song. So first of all, commissioning Stephen Taberner, the wonderful choral leader and uh, writer from the Spooky Men's Chorale, um, to write a song, uh, pulling together the the stories of Brunswick-Coburg residents and the effect of war on their families over 100 years. And we had those workshops exactly a year ago. And he listened to all these stories. Um, 60, 80 people turned up. There's a lot of interest in this. Mm. Um, And he took four stories from the First World War, Second World War, and two about the Vietnam War. Mm. Um, So it's a lovely mix. That's right. And he made them into a magnificent big choral work, um, a 10-minute work called um, Ghosts Don't Lie. Mm. And that's at the heart of then the street opera that we got funded by. And as you said, a street opera, which has got everything from the pathos to, you know, everything that goes with opera is, is really happened serenading Adelia, isn't well, it? Well, absolutely. Adela. I'm glad you yeah. said that because, uh, you know, I think it is a great... People can see opera as a... You know, it's elitist. It's this. It's that. It's it's only for the people in the the plush velvet things. Yeah, dress ups. <laughs> but you know, it's it's not. It just it just means that you're telling the story in song, and when uh, the the story is too big and the passion's too extraordinary to deal with in speech, uh, you turn to song. And um, opera is a way to have these huge choruses. I mean, musicals obviously do this too, but um, in opera you've got that other element of being. Able able to um, just really draw upon all sorts of styles of music and um, we've got our, our soloist Lisa Marie Parker I met her first um, uh, in the, a long time ago so 15 years ago when she was a student studying classical voice and I knew she had an amazing classical singing voice but then she, she's, her career has mainly been in musicals and as an actor but she's kept that classical aspect so we we have there somebody whose voice can soar above um, the the mob. So the whole um, the show really is about 
Adela, this incredibly vivacious, inspiring character. Everything you read about her was she was an amazing speaker and she got down there and uh, just a tireless worker and she inspired people. And so we can have. She was jailed, wasn't she? Yeah, well, she was jailed. That's why we're doing it. Pinterest, yes. She was jailed for, and it's interesting hearing your what your program is focusing on too, because she was jailed particularly for uh, protesting on the streets of par- uh, the steps of Parliament, um, in, in for food. So, so there were profiteers in World War One, and uh, there was a mm. real problem with shortage of food. And um, so, uh, will this be covered in in in? The actual performance, yep, because it's such a wonderful historical, know, extraordinary journey. But well, most people don't know it exactly. Um, so we actually have we have the the book that um, Adela Pankhurst wrote, "Put Up the Sword," which is all a pacifism tract. Um, and so we've set some of that to music, and we also have her speeches, which we've set to music, um, and uh, poetry of Doris Blackburn. Who, um, yeah, from the same, she was the wife of Morris Blackburn, mm. the progressive law firm that's still with us today. Gosh. Um, all these things are coming together. So we're actually, so the, 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 we've got the speech. Um, Lisa delivers the speech that Adela delivered because a policeman was taking notes. Um, in 1917, and that's the one that got her jailed because she said she wasn't afraid to destroy property ah, in order to property, uh, yes. fight for for um, the, the people's right to have food and mm. not the food being hoarded by the profiteers. So that's why she was in jail. Mm. But it was at the culmination. They'd been looking for a reason to get her Oh, in she'd been thrown under the bus well and truly <laughs> long before buses well, were. Right? That, well, that's it. I mean, she she had been rabble-rising all around Australia. She, she, so she had, way before they had, you know, a plane um, travel uh, around Australia, she, she got up to Rockhampton, she went over to Perth, she went to Hobart, she went to New Zealand campaigning for the um, the no conscription vote. It's just hard to get your head around how one person could do that in a couple of years. Also at the time, um, I understand there was a big division between women. Mm. The, the women who wanted to support Britain and uh, in the war mm. and, and those who didn't. And that yeah. was very divisive. Mm. Very divisive and very Bitchy painful. and nasty. And yeah, mm. painful because mm. mm. um, people really felt torn within a family. You know, it was like a civil war, really, of, of the within one family. And, but then as the casualties started mounting and people saw what they were losing yeah. and, and people coming back uh, shell-shocked as well, even if they survived, you know, what it had decimated uh, it decimated families yeah. i can t- from my personal my grandfather came back mm. from the first world war a broken man yeah. he'd been had obviously had been effects of gas mm. um in the war and everything else and um it changed our our i feel our our family's history because mm. his marriage broke up you know and he went his way and um my grandmother had to really go out and wash clothes and do yeah. cleaning and everything for uh, so it, it war oh, <laughs> serves war. serves um the military and governments for political but other than exactly. that um it destroys families That's doesn't right. it and and then adela was saying this i mean uh, the uh, they called it the unruly mob yes. <laughs> that's interesting isn't yes. it yes well that's the 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 term to describe all these activists who just refuse to to go along with what the establishment were telling them mm. which was yep just um obey the rule and 
go out and send more people, more people to fight. But, you know, the, in the middle of this time, there was amazing peace activism. So the other people we mentioned in the... Um, show, uh, Vida Goldstein, um, who is very important um, activist and uh, social, socially progressive woman at that time, um, and, and the electorate is named after her, mm. uh, um, and uh, Cecilia John. Now, these two women at that time, uh, Cecilia John, at the start of every meeting, would sing a song called I Didn't Raise My Boy to Be a Soldier, which mm. had been banned. Um, by the government and banned in America. It was an American song, and she, as an act of uh, supreme defiance, she would sing it, um, which is all about, no, I didn't bring my boy up. And, of course, this is in um, the, the the actual opera. That Well, absolutely. That would almost be a thing, you know, like the the anthem, wouldn't it? Well, I, I know you mentioned another yeah. anthem, but, by gosh, doesn't well, that bring it home? Oh, yes, and it's very moving when you hear it. And we've got a band to a street band. Um, so that the gives riff-raff The Riff Raff Marching Band with Havana <laughs> Palava. Gorgeous name. Yeah, but we've got other anthems. That, and when we sang it for the first time, we had uh, highlights of the show at Trades Hall on Monday night. And... Um, because what we know was performed that night, because it's in the, all the newspaper reports, is Solidarity Forever and the Red oh, Flag. Fabulous. Um, and, you know, at that time, Solidarity Forever was a very new... It, it, those words were only written in 1915. So we think that they would have been very excited to to sing those beautiful, stirring words. And so we're doing all six verses. Um, Fabulous. And we're really getting into them. Um, and also the two verses that were written by the women's movement in the 70s, we've put them in as well yes. from a women's point of view. And then the red flag. Um, so this is the time of the Russian Revolution, oh, 1917. I mean, of course. It's everything just, was happening. Everything was happening. Yeah. It was a time when... Uh, the uprising know, of the people against... Yeah. Um, you know the uh, the lords, the power that exactly. would be, and 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 look what's coming out today with the sexual abuse, the royal commission. Mm. That's where things are covered up, and the powers that be um, get away with virtually, if not murder. You know, well, in, the, in many songs have been yeah. murdered, so, you know. That's right. So really, you know, a very, very amazing time, a time of turmoil, but a time of utopian kind of idealism, thinking people in Australia th- seeing what was happening in Russia and thinking, wow, you know, maybe that could happen, you know. Exactly. Um, uh, just seeing possibilities. And so there's um, those those um, anthems which are really important and then the one that's on the... Um, the advertising uh, thing that you just played for the show, The March of the Women, was uh, written by Ethel Smythe, who is an um, English composer, and this was the anthem of the suffragette movement. Oh, wow. So, and because Adela Pankhurst began her her work... Her activism in... in suffragette. Yeah, as a suffragette. So she was an absolutely you know, fearless suffragette. Um, with her family. But then her mother, Emmeline, banished her to Australia because she was too radical for the Pankhursts. So oh, that, oh, that was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. Why? What, how is it that she ended up in Australia? Mm. How, how, do you know the yeah. background of that? Yeah, and we do explore this quite a lot Lovely. in the show. Um, uh, well, the, 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 uh, we, we are drawing on, on what we know from her writings and also... Um, a telegram that Emmeline sent to Billy Hughes because Emmeline was a great supporter of the war. Mm. So the main thing that it that they split on was that um, Emmeline was pro-war, yes. and um, 
and she thought that the the big campaign that they should put all their energies into the suffragette movement, um, whereas uh, um, Adela, uh, her thinking was more and more, no, we have to go for pacifism, pacifism must be the focus, and socialism, world change, to change the life for everybody, not just women, Everybody. Yes. Um, so she um, took that path and her mother said, um, well, here's a one-way ticket to Australia. I don't want anything more to do with you. Here's a letter of introduction to Vida Goldstein. Um, so weren't we lucky that we got it? Uh, yeah, and she never went back. Um, and, sh- and then later, uh, Emmeline sent a telegram to Billy Hughes um, saying, I totally repudiate Adela. Um, she's an embarrassment to me and do whatever you like with this to... Um, <gasps> Gosh. And so we set that to music because, you oh, know... How, how terribly sad. Horrifying. Horrifying Horrible. thing to receive from your mother. Oh, shocking. Mm. Yeah, you know, there, there was definitely... Of... A con- Sorry, Val, there's a definitely... A con- was a conflict of interest. Oh, yeah. You know? But then, you know, as you say, it was Australia's um, gain. Mm. Um, we, yes. we, we, we got all her amazing energy and um, activism and uh, she was greeted um, as a hero here. Mm. So we can show that. Well, gosh, rock um, on, rock on 7th of January yes. at Pentridge, Champ Street, Coburg. Um, and the thing is, it's free. It's a free yes. concert. Well, we are lucky that we um, applied to um, the, the state government um, arts funding uh, body, which is, uh, yeah, the Creative Victoria is the department. And um, we applied for a grant that would enable us to make the whole thing free to participate and free for audience. So we got all the money we asked for, which is pretty unusual. Excellent. Um, and I think they, they could see that this is really, it's a corner of history that um, people deserve to know about um, and you need to make it totally accessible. Yeah. So we've had uh, probably 150 people so far have, have been involved in the project, all participating for free as singers, um, playing in the band, um, volunteers behind the scenes, um, sewing the costumes, <laughs> everything, and everybody is welcome to come along and see the event um, on the night and participate in this one-off. It's just you what just have to be there. What time is it on? On the seventh. It's on. We start the street march at six o'clock, and oh, that will be at wonderful. three different venues um, in Coburg. So the Lake, um, the Mall. Um, and the old cop shop in Coburg. Um, oh, oh that's really where strong, they, yes. Where, that's where they ended up at the end of this serenading 100 years ago and they um, they arrested some of the serenaders, uh, the police, took them back to the cop shop and then it all they disintegrated into a wild party. <laughs> went on all night, was singing and dancing. It sounded like a wake. <laughs> It but it wasn't, fun, was no. it? It was the it was the it's start of yes, it was the, alive. Um, so so oh, yeah, <laughs> so the the three. So the first thing will be um, yeah, the marching of the three to represent the people coming together through Coburg, which is what happened. Um, and then at six thirty, we all arrive at Pentridge and we begin serenading Adela. So the audience will be taken in to this huge, massive courtyard um, in the old part of Pentridge, and we'll show them. Well, we are doing the serenading um, totally to Adela, but also by um, the magic of theatre, <laughs> Adela <laughs> joins us and we hear about her 
her life. And, and, and Jeannie, I've noticed the sneak preview. Well, one was last Monday, but yeah. now we've got another one outside yeah. Brunswick Town Hall on, on Wednesday the 20th of December right. to get a bit of a taster, an entree, That's if you it. will, on um, what's, what will be a magic day on the 7th of Jan. Yeah, so that's just going to be in the street outside um, Brunswick Town Hall. Oh. And we do the big loud song, something that can uh, uh, compete with trams <laughs> and trucks. So we'll be doing, what you time know, is that? Um, that's also at six o'clock. Yes. Um, and, and that's uh, on, yes. Yes, it's wonderful. It's I wanted wonderful. to also ask you, uh, you've, you've written the street opera and directed it. But also you're well known for your work with community choirs and progressive music theatre events. I think you've been um, involved as a singer. Is that true? As a soloist? Yes, yes. So um, my uh, career has been uh, a bit of a mixed bag of different things. But, um, yeah, I had 20 years as a freelance um, singer. Um, so initially in traditional opera, but I got more and more interested in working on new music and working with composers. And then um, Cantacoro uh, was the huge experience that really changed my life. And uh, so that was uh, local Brunswick project um, that happened in 1993 um, and I was involved for the next 11 years and that was doing the works of Theodore Arcus mainly um, and this extraordinary massive uh, progressive choral music um, that we that we did um, so Canto General, Accionisti, um, Little City in which we took over Brunswick Town Hall. Um, and You've got a real affinity for Brunswick, haven't you? Yeah, yes, that's right. It's funny I live on the other side of the river, but anyway, I do. Um, and and that's really uh, got me... Uh, I mean, I'd always loved choirs, but this was where I really found that uh, found my home. I, I felt a huge... That's a beautiful, yeah. ...community yeah. with... And many of those people... Um, uh, you know, these are lifelong friendships you form in that sort of group. Well, music does, doesn't it? Well, it and, does, and singing, and, yeah, and singing uh, songs. You know, not just um, uh, lovely, happy songs all the time, but actually singing songs that are that are testimony and bear witness to to things, um, to battles of the past around the world and yep. battles that are happening today, because yes. it gives people strength. To yes, sing. that's right. Support and a voice, and and the support. To have yeah. that voice. And, and singing a stirring song. And it's ironic that it is a voice, yes. a metaphorical as uh, as much as anything else. But yeah. um, it, it's just been wonderful um, to be speaking with you today, Jeannie. Um, we've been speaking to Jeannie Marsh from a serenading a, Della, a, a street opera to be held on um, at Pentridge, Champ Street, Coburg. And really, if you are on the other side of the river, please come. <laughs> yeah, I do. Take a boat. Take a <laughs> Take a tram, whatever it does, because I think it will be a wonderful day um, or evening, won't it be? What time again, 7th of January? 7th of January, 6 o'clock is when the street march starts and you can go to our um, website to to find out all the details. Um, If you want to actually... You know, join in on the street march. Um, you can find where we're leaving from and so on. On the um, if you just Google serenading Adela, it's the first thing that comes up the website, or you can email us too and serenadingadela at gmail dot com. Um, and we're really encouraging people to book through um, Try Booking because even though it's free, 
Um, we need to know how many chairs to put out. Of course, out. of um, course. And, uh, you know, we might have 100 people. Well, we've already got 100 and over 100 people booked. But, oh, goodness. Um, it's fabulous. You know, we hope that we, we have hundreds more to see this one-off event. Wonderful. So thank you for being with us, and I hope that this event will bring peace in people's mm. minds that we really need to get into that issue again. Absolutely. Mm. And we're going to go out with a song from Reds Under the Bed, Intoxication Blues. Today's payday, time for my reward. I dick and some wine, so I won't get bored. I'm off to the pokies, come rain or shine. I'll just have a flutter to kill some time. Between, Between drinks, she'll be right. Things will be just fine. Every payday's the same, and I'm to blame. But I just can't shake intoxication blues. I got intoxication blues, can't stop the wheel, those repetition blues, and I can't feel, my mind's half lost too, intoxication blues. Some people say it's a mental disorder, obsessive compulsive, or something broader. The record stop and my song just keeps repeating itself. I got intoxication blues, can't help myself. Intoxication blues, destroying my health. Intoxication blues, and every bloody day's the same. My convey a belt of life goes round and round. I can't get off, I'm routine bound If I jump I'll crack and you won't hear a sound You wouldn't miss me anyway Because I'm dying Intoxication blues Yes, I'm dying Intoxication blues The people on the bus go round and round But I'm a lost soul who can't be found It's a mental disorder, help me change the mold An addictive personality, so I've been told Just wanna break the cycle Intoxication blues Just wanna break the cycle Intoxication blues I got intoxication blues Can't stop the wheel Those repetition blues And I can't feel My mind's half lost too Intoxication blues Oh, come on, come on Let's go for a drink Your shout, 